we're on a mission to help women get healthy for good. Join me each week for a new episode that'll help you sustain healthy habits and nourish your body so you can flourish in life. When it comes to nutrition, does it feel like you know what to do, you're just not doing it? Or maybe you find yourself stuck in this annoying all or nothing cycle. If it sounds like I'm reading your diary, well, that was my diary for a while too. And it's also the story of the thousands of women I've personally coached. That's why I created Flourish, the nutrition and body image support app made for women. If you recognize that diets don't work, but just not dieting isn't helping you feel your best either, download Flourish today. Your first live session with one of our credentialed nutrition and psychology experts is totally free, no credit card required. From there, you'll continue your journey with personalized accountability and support so that once you graduate from Flourish, you'll never need another nutrition program again. So head to the show notes and download Flourish for iOS or Android today. Welcome to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast and hello, first episode of 2021. (laughs) It feels good and also exactly the same. (laughs) But I really did. I had such a good week last week. I spent a lot of time reflecting on 2020 and setting some new goals for 2021. I've got some big outcome goals that I'm working on, some sustainable habit goals that I'm focused on for this year. In fact, I even have a word for the year. Last year, my word was building. This year, my word is focus. And it's actually already coming in handy, I have to be honest, because when I started to outline this podcast, you know, sometimes I get a little distracted. But for outlining this episode, I made a point to put my phone away. I left it in my bedroom, closed out of every other tab so I could just be here thinking about what I want to talk with you about. But I will say something I do like to do when I'm kind of like in the flow state doing focused work is I do keep my planner nearby so that when something pops into my head that I need to do, and it's not it's not if, it is when, um, I just make note of it. And then that way I don't have to like drop everything to, I don't know, write the email or do the thing. And I also don't have to worry about forgetting it, which does sometimes happen. So anyway, just wanted to share that little tip with you. But let's see, what what else am I focused on this quarter that I want to share? What I do like to do is set goals for the year. That's kind of what I did last last week, and I guided all of our members through it. I like to set goals for the year, but then we break them down. So I will break down my annual goals into kind of what I'm focusing on each quarter. And of course, I have like a strategy to support each goal. I I teach this methodology and lead goal setting workshops every 90 days in the Nutritional Freedom Membership, just because I find that, well, it's one, it's great to have like the space, like literally the space in your calendar where you're held accountable to actually doing it. And the reason we do it every 90 days is just because like our human brains can't always kind of comprehend what's going to happen over the course of a year. And, you know, if you look at 2020, I don't think any of us could have predicted that. So 90 days is a good amount of time for goal setting, in my opinion, because you can kind of get a feel for it. You know what I mean? So anyway, that's, that is goals. So anyway, that's just a little bit behind the kind of rationale of goal setting, but 
to, to let you know a little bit more about what I'm working on. So I've definitely got some business goals that I'm focused on and hope to share more about that very soon. But as far as my personal goals go for Q1, I'm working on an outcome goal of going alcohol-free for 90 days. Now, this was inspired by my friend Amanda Kuda, who is going to be on the podcast a little bit later this year. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a big drinker by any means. I mean, I think I had like I don't know, a few glasses of wine in the month of December. So I'm not a big drinker, but I just, I'm just really intrigued. I'm intrigued what it'll be like to go this long without even a single glass of wine. You know, I definitely want better sleep and more mental clarity. I mean, there's just really nothing worse than, in my opinion, nothing worse than like spending Sunday, just like feeling a little bit off just because you had a I don't know, two glasses of wine even at, I'm almost 30 and it's like two glasses of wine can like throw me off my game and really ruin my sleep. And, you know, we got, we got a lot going on. So I want to be at like max clarity, max capacity this quarter. And then, I mean, from there, we'll see, who knows. I'm also focused on a habit goal of strength training three times a week. And this may come as a surprise to some of you because for a long time, I really didn't need a goal of exercise because it was just really second nature. It was something I really enjoyed, something I did for really my mental health as much as anything else. I really enjoyed the feeling of getting stronger and increasing my weight over time. But my relationship with exercise really ebbed and flowed last year with with the quarantine. And truth be told, I just, I let that happen and I didn't judge it. Um, But now I'm really in a place where I actually like want to strength train again. And I know that having a clear goal with some structure is going to help me make that happen. So just a little bit of what's going on in my world and my Q1. I'd be curious to know what your goals are for Q1, which actually in a very tangential way, brings me to today's topic, which is meal prep. Because I know so many of y'all have intentions of meal prepping more this year, but it's just not a second nature habit yet. Maybe it feels too overwhelming for you, or maybe it feels like you can just never find the time. But I'm such a believer in the power of meal planning and meal prep to be something that really helps you nourish your body in a way that serves you and that's actually enjoyable. So today I wanted to walk you through my do's and don'ts for meal prep, okay? So so if meal prep is a focus for you this quarter or this year, then stick with me. You may want to grab a pen and paper and just do some do some reflecting. Are you doing the do's and not doing the don'ts or <laughs> or vice versa? Okay, let's get into it. Number 1 is Don't try to force yourself to eat food you don't like as part of your meal prep. If grilled chicken, asparagus, and quinoa is not a meal that you like on its best day, then what makes you think you're going to want to eat it like five days in a row? Heat it up in a microwave when you cooked it on Sunday. Yeah, no, I don't I don't get that. I don't know why we feel the need to make ourselves suffer through our meal prep meals. Don't force yourself to eat food you don't like as part of your meal prep because guess what? It's not going to stick. You're going to get to the end of the week, see the chicken and asparagus in your meal prep container and want to throw it out the window and hightail it to Chipotle instead. Just, Just be honest with yourself. Make food that you actually like. So that's don't number one. All right. So on the flip side of that, we've got do number one, and that is 
do think about ways to make your meal prep more satisfying. Okay. So you could even take that same meal. It's chicken, asparagus, and quinoa. Although I just have to be honest with you. Can we just all agree that quinoa is not that good? I really, I don't like it. I don't, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I feel like rice is so much better. Like that same meal, but get rid of quinoa and add in rice. So much tastier in my opinion. So, okay, this is my meal prep. So we're going to do rice, asparagus, and chicken. How can we make that more satisfying? Maybe you add in some avocado or maybe some cheese. Maybe you add in something like crunchy or a delicious sauce, right? Your meal should bring satisfaction. And listen, I'm not telling you that every meal that you eat or every meal that you prep needs to be like a 10 out of 10 Michelin star culinary creation. Oh my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever made. No, like we can have some B plus meals here, but you should in some way, shape or form desire the food that you prep and gain some sense of satisfaction. So that's often how I think about satisfaction. There's there's many ways of, of seeking and um, achieving satisfaction from your meals. I like to think like, okay, how can I make this, you know, like a really nourishing base of, of food and make sure I have a source of protein, a source of carb, and a source of fat? And then what can I add to make it satisfying? What can I add to um, really... What can I add to round out the meal and make it something like really tasty, really enjoyable? So that again may mean adding something, something cheesy, something saucy, something crunchy, something salty, or something sweet. That is like generally speaking, kind of the buckets that I think of for satisfaction. But hey, it's totally up to you. This is your meal prep. You may find that like a warm meal is more satisfying than like a cold salad. Regardless, satisfaction has to be part of this puzzle, okay? We've all been in situations where we've had, quote unquote, like enough food, like we've had enough calories, enough nutrients, but we're left feeling like we want more because we haven't like checked the box on satisfaction, okay? And just because you're meal prepping doesn't mean that you can't do satisfaction. In fact, you should do satisfaction so that this habit of meal prep is is really supported, okay? So again, Don't number one is don't try to force yourself to eat food you don't like as part of your meal prep. You will not catch me meal prepping quinoa. I don't care about the nutrient composition, okay? Do do number one is do think about the ways to make your meal prep more satisfying. Don't number two. Don't use meal prep as a tool for under eating. I know a lot of y'all out here saying, oh, this is going to be the year that I meal prep. And if you like translate that to what you actually mean, it's like, oh, this is going to be the year that I intentionally underfeed myself. What? No, no, no. No, ma'am, because that's not going to stick, okay? We know that restriction leads to binging. So if you've had the experience of, well, I'm so good, quote unquote, right? Air quotes over here. I'm so good. I meal prep Monday through Friday, but then I don't know what happens on the weekends. It's like all of a sudden the wheels fall off. I just go wild. I eat anything that's not like nailed down. Girl, that's nothing wrong with you. That's the fact that You are so restricted during the week that you're not fueling yourself properly, not enough nutrients, not enough calories, and in all likelihood, not hardly any satisfaction, so that then the reaction, your physiological and your psychological reaction is to overeat, 
And it just happens to take this kind of weekday versus weekend cycle. Okay. So we don't use meal prep as a tool for under eating. We do think of meal prep as a way to get familiar with your hunger and fullness cues and to acknowledge that your hunger levels are going to change. You're going to have days where you're hungrier. You're going to have days where you don't desire as much food. And you can build in some flexibility into your meal prep approach. Okay. So, you know, of course you have to make like a set meal if you're meal prepping, although we teach something in nutritional freedom called component meal prep that has some more flexibility built into that. But let's say you're doing kind of traditional meal prep and you're making, I don't know, turkey chili for the week. I mean, if you're taking it to work or even, you know, separating it into little containers, you're going to have like a finite amount of food, but how can you leave room for, let's say a hungry day? Maybe you recognize like on days that I'm hungrier than than usual, I'll add half of an avocado or I will add a little bit more chili or maybe I'll add a side of chips or something like that, right? So you want to understand that this is an opportunity for you to get familiar with your hunger and fullness cues, to learn what they feel like, to learn to trust them and respect them. And respecting them means understanding and acknowledging that they will... um that they'll change from day to day or week to week. And you will have a plan to support that, right? You won't make yourself suffer through a hungry day. Okay. So don't use meal prep as a tool for under eating because it doesn't work (laughs) and do use it as a way to get familiar with your hunger and fullness cues. Next up, don't try to meal prep every meal every week. I know you're excited. I know it's January. I know new year, new you, but actually new year, same you. And that's a beautiful thing. Okay. There's nothing wrong with new year, same you, but new year, same you is not going to meal prep every meal every week. That may work in the month of January, but then you're going to burn yourself out and it's going to go by the wayside come February, March, so on and so forth. Okay consistency is something that I hear from y'all all the time that you want. And I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm right there with you. But you need to understand that consistency requires sustainability. And I don't know one human who has the time to meal prep every meal every week, unless it's like literally part of their job, meaning they're like a trainer or they're in fitness competitions. Chances are, you've got too much going on and you frankly have better things to do. Okay. So let's, I'm so about setting yourself up for success and having reasonable standards for yourself. I mean, holding yourself to a high standard, but like a reasonably high standard, not something that is like so perfectionistic or so all or nothing that it just keeps you kind of in this like pendulum all on, all off thing. In fact, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a couple of episodes. So don't try to meal prep every meal every week. It's it's just not realistic. And in most cases, listen, your situation may be different, but I would argue that for the vast majority of you listening to this podcast, that is not a realistic standard. And even if it is for some period of time, it's not going to be something that you can stick to. Okay? So if you're not going to try to meal prep every meal every week, what are you going to do? You're going to create a meal prep strategy that fits into your lifestyle, and you're going to be okay with starting small. 
and you're going to be okay with taking shortcuts. Okay. So maybe a shortcut you take is using frozen veggies as an addition to your meal prep. I think that's great. Maybe your shortcut is using like a pre-cooked protein. It is so common that I will kind of revolve a meal prep around like a rotisserie chicken. And I'll take that rotisserie chicken and I'll pull it all off the bone and just have this like lovely, (laughs) it doesn't sound lovely the way I'm saying it, but a container of pulled chicken at the end of it. Great. Then I'll use it for a salad. I'll use it for tacos. I'll use it for a stew. I actually, you know what I love doing is taking rotisserie chicken I'll like pull it up apart and then I will do a delicious Tom Koss soup with a side of white rice and I'll load up lots and lots of veggies, whatever, you know, I kind of have on hand, some frozen, some fresh in the soup. And it is truly one of John and I's favorite meals. It is so easy. But anyway, again, you're going to make it work for you and take shortcuts. Okay. Because this needs to be something that fits your lifestyle. We've been talking about resolutions. We're talking here about meal prep. Whenever you're working on installing a a new healthy habit, I want you to pause and think, can I do this most of the time for the rest of my life? (laughs) Consistency requires sustainability, okay? And chances are you're engaging in meal prep or you're engaging in some new healthy habit because you want the result that it's going to bring you, okay? Well, that result is only going to be maintained if the actions that created the result are maintained, right? Unsustainable actions do not yield sustainable results. So I would much rather have you create a strategy for meal prep that fits your lifestyle versus going balls to the wall, I'm meal prepping every meal every week and it only lasts three weeks into January, okay? And I get it. We're gonna talk about this again in an upcoming episode about black and white thinking. It can be challenging to think in like more moderate terms. Our brains really like, okay, I'm meal prepping and I'm meal prepping every meal every week, easy. On paper, yeah, that sounds easy, but when you actually get into the prepping, You're like, oh crap, this is challenging. I have to think about what I want to eat. I have to go to the grocery store. I have to wash everything. I have to prep everything. I have to cook and then I have to do the dishes, so on and so forth. It does take a little bit more um, kind of intellectual investment up front to craft a strategy that actually fits into your lifestyle that's much more sustainable and moderate, but it'll last you far longer. But I get it. I get it. I I think this is where a lot of people get stuck, the strategy behind the meal prep. They know it's something that they want to do. They know it's something that they should do to, to feel their best, but the actual how and sticking with it is what gets in the way. And so I'm actually very excited to announce that we created a program called Meal Prep Madness. How fun. I've been thinking about this for months and months and months, and it's so exciting to see it come to life. So this is a done-for-you meal prep program that's available only to Nutritional Freedom members who join by January 31, okay? Again, you can only get this if you are in the membership. You have to join by January 31, okay? So in Meal Prep Madness, in this done-for-you meal prep program, We are dropping four weeks of grocery lists and recipes so that you can outsource all the thinking to us. Let us plan 
four delicious and different meals per week. So for example, the week one menu, first of all, the grocery list is one page long. It is like so simple. And the menu makes barbecue sheet pan dinner. It makes a chicken fajita bowl, veggie loaded Spanish rice, and sesame chicken with broccoli from one simple grocery list. Okay. And we're doing that four times to get you through the entire month of January. And we're also throwing in, we've got this really awesome breakfast guidebook that's going to help you start your day off right. I get so many questions about how to think about breakfast, not only how to like prep it, but just in general, what should I be eating and making for breakfast? I need some inspiration. I need some ideas. Um, And then we're also doing four live coaching calls so that you can actually take what you're learning in January and apply it to the rest of the year. Listen, four weeks of meal prep doesn't change the game, but learning how to meal prep so that you can do it for months and months and months and years and years and years, that is a game changer, okay? So head to join.nutritionalfreedom.co. Again, that's join.nutritionalfreedom.co to get started with a free seven-day trial. You can come check out Meal Prep Madness. You can check out the coaching, the community, and the curriculum that we do in the Nutritional Freedom Membership. Put these do's and don'ts of meal prep into, into play with a very clear strategy around what to do. All right. Thank you so much for being here today on the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. Happy New Year, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.